If you would, James, James chapter 1, the book of James chapter 1. James, not from good times, but James from the Bible, chapter 1. Amen. And we're going to read verses 2 through 4 in the King James Version. It reads, my brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptation, which means different or more or a lot, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Lord, please help me bring a word for your people on this morning. Thank you so much for your divine intervention. Thank you so much for reducing me down to my least common denominator so that I may be used as a vessel for you. Hide my slip-ups. Hide my infirmities. Hide my sinful nature so that when I preach, they only see the holiness of you. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. And to take your seat, I want to speak to you from the subject, let the pressure make you, not break you. I would ask you to talk to your neighbor, but I just need to talk to yourself. Let the pressure make you, not break you. Man, right, let me just be Baptist today. Bumpy, look at your neighbor. <laughs> and say, neighbor, let the pressure make you, not break you. Oh, y'all sicky, sicky. Now, I'm ready to preach this morning. See, I usually have my little headset on to keep me tame, but I just feel like preaching today. Amen. All right. See, y'all see, 11 o'clock, 8 o'clock even I got hype now, so now I had to start back putting two shirts again. I used to, when y'all went in here, I could just preach with one shirt, even though I had two sermons. I don't know if it's y'all heat or y'all just be making me hype. I don't know. Maybe it's both, but I just thank God that you're in the house and in the building, and we, God, are going to continue to keep us covered even in a pandemic. Amen? Let the pressure make you, not break you. See, when you are in, a, in tough situations, your focus and aim must be to understand that it doesn't matter what kind of arsenal you have against you. What is going to help you win is to realize that this too shall pass and that if you need your, if you keep your faith in God, you will win. It is important to learn how to keep your emotions intact you must learn to control them rather than allowing them to dictate to you what you feel. Oftentimes, the enemy will manipulate our emotions in order that we lose control. But we should make every effort to keep our wits about us and know that everything attacking our emotions are designed to cause us to forget who we are in Christ, thus losing our objectivity. But God uses them to increase our patience and mold us into the individual he needs us to be. See, the devil wants to sift you out like wheat. The devil wants you to forget how awesome God is. The devil wants you to forget about all the testimonies that you have that you've made it through and endured. Oh, y'all don't hear me. See, the problem with us is we think we need to be happy to have joy. Happiness and sadness does not dictate your joy. Joy is even when I'm sad. Come on, somebody. There's a deep hope in me and faith in me and assurance in me that lets me know that 
that this too shall pass and my God loves me so much that I will come out victorious. Uh, the problem is Satan, yes, he's going to throw stuff at me, but I will win. Oh, some of y'all don't understand. You watch a movie and the tension of the movie makes you excited and you already know Denzel gonna win. Come on, somebody. Do you know you the star in your own movie? Come on, somebody. You Denzel. You you Meryl Streep. Come on, somebody. You, you the star of your own movie and God already said that I know the thoughts I think for you. Good thoughts. Thoughts of an expected end, not evil, but something good. Anyway, in dealing with the stress and trauma of going through warfare, please remember that there's no way you can go through war and not be psychologically impacted and affected. Everything you have gone through in life has made a deposit affecting you to think how you think and how you respond to different situations. And so while you might not have physical bruises or wounds in your mind, there is something that has assaulted you. Defenses are raised to prevent that kind of pain or those type of injuries from ever being inflicted again. Now you guard yourself emotionally and mentally, not based on what you are presently going through, but on your memories of previous wounds. Many of us have been unable to have healthy relationships. Why? The present relationship may have tremendous potential, but due to past hurts and failures or the emotional trauma, you, you are paralyzed relationally. Come on, somebody. And because you still bear those wounds, you are unable to trust love believe or be transparent because you were wounded in the last battle. Can I tell you something? The worst thing to do is to make present day decisions based on historical pain. Oh, come on, somebody. You still mad at Bill, but you fussing at Phil about something Bill did. Now, now maybe 50% of the time, maybe Phil did do something wrong, but sometimes Phil is looking at you 50% of the time like, what in the world did I do? And you're not even fussing at him. You have just not got rid of all of the past hurts and unforgiveness. You got to forgive so you can go to the next level because either you're going to attract the same type of person that messed you over the last time or you're going to continue to mess up a relationship that you're in. Why? Because when you have unforgiveness, it creates an unhealthy soul tie. It keeps you tied to that person. You wonder why you keep answering the phone because you have not forgiven them. When you forgive them, you can let go. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Can I tell you something? It was not Delilah who messed Samson up. The reason why Samson got messed up by Delilah is because Samson never forgave his first wife. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, Samson had come home. He had given them a, a riddle they couldn't figure out. And because they couldn't figure it out, they got upset at him and tried to fight him. And he beat everybody up. But then the dad was so upset and scared by the people, he gave Samson wife to his best man. Come on somebody. And because he never got over what happened, even though he saw the signs that she was trying to kill him, even though he saw that every time he told her a weakness, even when he lied about it, she tried to use that against him, but he would not leave. Some of us are caught up and messed up the relationships that are going nowhere because we just saying we don't want to lose. Sometimes you got to learn how to let go. Come on somebody and move on so God can take you to where you're supposed to be. But anyway, he, you, he there, there, there's, 
there are some problems that we keep going through. It, it, see, it, 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 uh, let me, let me, let me, let me say this right quick. See, God wants to mold us into what he needs us to be. And, and, and it wasn't into Vietnam that we understood that the greatest casualty of war was not physical but psychological damage, right? And so many of our fathers and grandfathers and brothers and uncles came back dealing, come on somebody, with psychological trauma of warfare even while their bodies were still intact. See, one, one, one Vietnam veteran said it is almost as though we are living in a bad car accident day after day and even so without the ambulance ever showing up. See, in dealing with the stress and trauma of going through warfare, you, you, you got to understand you ain't going to be able to go through it again, like I said, without being affected. You got to get past those old struggles. You got to get past all the things that happen and realize that you are not entangled by your present. You are entangled by your past. You got to somehow understand that there's often a subtle impulse that carries the woes of the old over into the new. See, there's the a situation that I'm in that, 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 that one of my clients had to not, has to get to the point where they, are, they can't sell their house because they're not going to get paid where they're going, so they're going to have to stay here. But the buyer is upset and don't want to let the house go, but you can't make anybody buy, a, you can't make anybody sell to you. Come on, somebody. And the agent says something profound to me, although it's something we always say. He said, until she releases this, I can't find her nothing else oh yeah y'all don't hear me some of us God wants to give us a blessing but for some reason we can't release our past so that we can go into our future it's hard for you to hold on to something over here and grab something over there oh um, see see you gotta let it go when you learn how to let those past hurts go you will be all right. Can I tell you something else? You got to learn how to let past successes go. Because some folks still stuck. Remember what they used to do back in 1985. Girl, back in 1985, I did this. What you, have you done in 2021, though? Let me go. Psychologists have deduced that after going through traumatic warfare, there's something called comeback stress reaction which is a mental state induced by combat that impairs the emotional, intellectual, and psychological ability of any soldier. Combat stress reaction is an acute reaction that includes a range of behaviors resulting from the stress of battle that decrease the combatants' fighting efficiency. The most common symptoms are fatigue, slower reaction times, indecisions, disconnection from one's surroundings, and the inability to prioritize. Mm, sound like us a little bit. Combat stress reaction is generally short-term and should not be confused with the acute stress disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, or other long-term disorders attributable to comeback stress, although any of these may commence as a comeback stress reaction. Look, there are people all around us 
some closer than we realize who have endured battles they've never ever talked about. Someone we know within our community has come through some pretty tough trials that are still wearing and wearing on them. They still bear the battle scars though invisible to the eye. They are always present in the heart and mind. Another attributed to comeback stress reaction is aggression and irritability. Quite often, after coming through fierce battles, the warrior's coping mechanism doesn't shut off. They become overly aggressive. The hostility isn't constantly directed toward the enemy any longer, but sometimes to the people close to them, usually a spouse or children. Anything bothers them, the food is too hot. The food is too cold. These people can't see the good things in life. They only can see the gloom and doom. They have allowed the test to break them instead of make them. There are a lot of people who sit in church and have gone through comeback stress reaction evidenced by their immediate memory loss. They've forgotten that God fought battles for them in the past. If God was there in the past, what is there that indicates he won't fight for you in the future? We don't dare forget that is the first time. This is not the first time money has been scarce. It's not the first time anyone's been in a dysfunctional relationship. It's not the first time anyone's child has has rebelled. This isn't the first time there's been a lack of transportation. It's not the first time someone has misunderstood or lied on us. If God brought you through the last time, you've got to have faith that he'll do it again. The psalmist said if he did it once, he'll do it again. I got blessings upon blessings. Can I talk to you? Everybody should have a testimony even if you're two and three years old. You know why? Because if you made it through 2019 and 2020, if you made it through a pandemic, if you're still surviving the coronavirus, you should be able to hold up holy hands and say, thank you, Jesus. They got the, the lambda virus, and the lambda thread, and the beta thread, and, and, and all these other threads got me so worried that I'm glad I ain't Greek. Should they got the omega virus, the AKA strand. The Delta strand. <laughs> they got all the strands you can name. Oh, Lord, it's always something. Why? Because the devil wants to paralyze you in fear. Now, I'm not saying don't be wise. I'm not saying don't wear a mask. I'm not saying don't get vaccinated. I'm not saying don't keep yourself covered. But what I am saying is don't you be so scared that you walk in fear. Walk in wisdom but not fear because when God started a good work in you, he shall finish it. He shall cover you. If he covered you in 2020 when they didn't even know what it was, he'll bring you through 2021. You better tell that slippery servant, the devil, to stop trying to play with your mind. Every time they think we're in the clear, they bring something else up. I'm not saying that it's all false, but what I am saying is stop letting the devil paralyze you with fear. Perfect love cast out all fear. Because we wear a mask doesn't mean we're, we're fearful. It means we got enough sense not to tempt the Lord thy God. You need to have enough wisdom. The devil told Jesus to throw himself off the building, throw himself off the mountain. He told him to turn these rocks into bread. And although Jesus could turn the rocks into bread, he said, it said, do not tempt the Lord thy God. Why would I put God in a situation that he got to save me from something that I can save myself from?
going around acting like you don't trust God because you got a mask on. I, I trust God, but I got enough sense to know if that's one of the protocols, I need to do it. See, in order to be selected, though, among the elite troops, you must endure trials that other people don't have to experience. See, you got to understand what you're going through is because you're an elite battle soldier for God. Just because your neighbor isn't going through it, don't you get upset and jealous because you know what the prerequisite is? Anytime my enemies come at me, I get my little bib ready. Why? Because the Bible says that he will bless me. He prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. So when my haters come out, what I do? I bring out the good china. Come on, somebody. I, I, I go get the gray poupon. I don't want no regular mustard. I, 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 need, I need some high class stuff. You got, I bring out the good china because God is about to bless me beyond my wildest imagination. Some of you all aren't blessed because you can't handle the pressure. See, see, he says you'll receive a hundredfold in this lifetime with persecutions, which means some haters going to come at you. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody. Let, let, me, let me go ahead and get, get this. See, it's important for you to understand that the reason your tribulations are much more intense than the people around you is because God, God has handpicked you. There's something he has built into your character that gives you strength to endure when others will break under the pressure. Do you want to know how anointed you are? Look at all that you've been through without losing your mind. Look at the intense situation you've endured with like a psychotherapist. He has allowed you to go through certain situations to strengthen you and show you whether you can handle the pressure or not. Do you know some people died, a lot of people died in the coronavirus era, not because of the coronavirus, but because they were so stressed, they were just ready to go and wield themselves in the grave. No sign of coronavirus, no sign of a strand of COVID-19, no sign of being too old or unhealthy. Just got to the point that they were so worried about the world around them that they couldn't survive. Can I let you know that you are more than a survivor? You are more than a conqueror? You are a mighty man and mighty woman of valor if you living in 2021 baby God has his hand on you You know, when they show me the graphs and the charts of all the coronavirus and how all the stuff is covering everything, I don't get scared. I lift up holy hands and say, thank you, God, for what you covered me from. You must still have something for me to do because where there's no vision, the people perish. And if I'm still here walking around the coronavirus, walking in the midst of COVID-19, you must have something special for me. I need you to grab your phone or grab your mirror and look at yourself and tell yourself that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm more than a conqueror and he who began a good work in me shall finish it. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I shall fear no evil because his rod and his staff shall comfort me. You better start telling the devil to leave you know I'm the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. The lender and not the borrower. I know my God loves me. Good thoughts. Thoughts of an expected end. Not evil, but good. He's going to give me a good measure blessing. Press that. Shake it together. And run it over. If you're still here, you better know you have a purpose. 
See, we used to take it for granted. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> but but now we we so happy to say we not sick because we know sickness now may lead us to death. So now you ought to be even more grateful than you were in 2018 because in 2021, some of your friends have died not even knowing that they were sick. You should understand that you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death every day. The shadow of death is around you, but because you're so important, you're still here. Uh, I know you got the report back, and they said you had a lump, but, but you're still here. <laughs> yeah, I know they told you that you had an irregular heartbeat, but, you, but you're still here. <laughs> I know they told you that you only had so many days to live, but you made it past those days, and, and you're still here. Stop worrying about what the devil tells you, and understand that man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Father. You say, I'm sick but my God told me that by his stripes I'm here Woo. Woo. I need to get y'all crunk and pumped up I need you to understand that you're fearfully and wonderfully made and whatever you're going through is because God knows you can handle it he'll never let more of you see there's always a positive and negative charge on any battery, any electrical circuit. And, and because the circuit keeps it going, the positive and negative charge keeps, the, keeps it going. And, and it takes a little battery to run a little remote control car. But you need a bigger battery for your car and an even bigger battery for an 18-wheeler. Come on, somebody. And, and you have a ground wire in your house, but don't have a ground wire here. And if there's no ground wire in your house, when you turn electricity on, the house will burst into flame because there's no nothing to keep it rooted. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You don't hear what I'm saying. And here, it has to be a bigger ground wire because there's more power going through it. So there has to be a bigger ground wire here. Y'all don't hear me. What I'm trying to tell you is sometimes because God know how big you're going to be, he allows you to go through trials because he got to have you grounded. Because if you go through something without a trial, you will start thinking you all that in a bag of chips and the apple and the juice. Let me tell it to you this way. Have you ever prayed hard when you was in trouble? Have you ever prayed hard when you weren't? Come on, somebody. I bet you your prayer was, babe, baby, your prayer was way more potent when you thought you weren't going to get out of something. I remember them prayers. You pray, Lord, if you can just get me home this time. I won't talk to Jack Dangles again. Now, I might talk to Hennessy, but I ain't going to talk to Jack. If you could just get me home without the popo pulling me over, Lord, please, Lord. He allows you to go through stuff to keep you rooted. Because the bigger you are, the more rooted you have to be. In fact, so, so you know how you got a vacuum cleaner plug? Most of them just only got two prongs or a TV, just two prongs. But some wires, like a weed whacker that might be electrical or, or electrical saw, it, it has a third prong. And that prong, that third prong is because that wire is grounding itself. Yeah. See, 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 
Once you go through enough mess and God continues to elevate you, you will start learning how to ground yourself before God has to ground you. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. You will start saying, Lord, I know I can't handle it. I don't want to cuss out today. Let me get in my prayer closet because I'm about to go grab my Vaseline and take my heels off because sister girl getting on my nerves. I was going to wear my bad wig to work today. Y'all don't know women got fighting wigs. And I ain't going to mess this one up. I'm going to go with this one. Wear your good wig, girl. Let God handle your battles. Throw all them bad wigs away. Throw all the irregular lace fronts in the trash can. You don't need to walk around here because God will handle your battles for you. You just got to learn how to ground yourself in prayer. Oh, shandereboboso. Ah, he, you were elite. He, he, you were you were fearfully and and wonderfully made. I, and can I tell you, sometimes have you ever been in an airplane and and you're going from one level to the next? It begins to tell you that the pilot would say, "I'm gonna take you from ten thousand feet a little higher because the turbulence here. We got to get above the storm." Sometimes you got to learn how to get above the storm. To go to the next level and and that's just there's there's sometimes when we go in sometimes it's because we're going from one level to the next and the and and the turbulence of going from one level to the next sometimes causes the plane to shake and they take you to, to stay seated and buckle up be still and know that i'm the lord that's what they say now, they don't quite say it like that but that's what the pilot say buckle up be still and know that i'm the lord because we're going from one level to the next and you got to buckle up and be still And you go to the next level. And sometimes that creates turbulence. But sometimes if you're on the same level too long, that creates problems. Because sometimes the, the pilot got to raise up because the turbulence is too strong. Come on, somebody. And, it's, and, it, and it starts shaking. And can I tell you something? Some of your, your problem is not that you're shooting and hitting the target. The problem is your target is too low. You got good aim, but you aiming at something beneath you. Oh, y'all, y'all don't hear me. I'd rather you aim high and miss than aim low and hit. And some of you all are miserable and can't handle some of the devils what he's throwing at you because you're not in your seat of authority. If you in the seat of being a regular member, the devil going to beat you up because he's attacking you on the seat you're supposed to be in. So you got to move to the seat of leadership or deacon or, or deaconess or minister, wherever God has called you to be. Because when you get to where you're supposed to be, you can handle him. But you can't handle him operating on a level lower than where you're supposed to be. You got to tell him, get ye behind me, Satan, because I'm going to the next level. I don't care if you're coming with me or not. Who? said, Navy, you got to stop worrying about losing friends. Look at this. The Navy recruits go through hell week. You have to persevere through hell week in order to become a Navy SEAL. During the last part of hell week, they make you drown proof. 
they tie your arms and feet together. And they say, I'm, I apologize for putting your secrets out here, but I need to preach. And, and then they throw you in a swimming pool. You've got to learn how to float in the water for 20 minutes with your hands and your feet bound, but still keep yourself above water. After you do this, you move to the next phase of the exercise. Next, you've got to go underwater for 10 minutes. I can't hold my breath for two. For 10 minutes with your hands tied and your legs bound and still not lose your head. Oh, this ain't the end. This ain't the end. After you rise to the surface again, all this stuff happening at the same time now, you are now required to swim for 100 feet with your hands bound and your feet tied and still maintain your level head. See, there are some times when the enemy has put you under great pressure, but what he didn't know was that as he bound your hands and your feet, he should have bound your mouth because as long as you have breath to praise God in the midst of the battle, he's only using Satan's attack to make you drown proof. If you can just praise God and worship him in the midst of your sticky situation, he will bring you through and give you the kingdom seal, letting Satan know that you are every demon know that you are a child of God sealed in the kingdom and you drown proof. Come on somebody here let the devil know you can take a licking and keep on ticking because you are a child of God. Whoo! He's making you drown proof. That's what he's doing. It doesn't matter what you go through. God has your back. <sighs> See there was a man named Lazarus. You ain't died yet, so whatever you're going through ain't going to compare to this story. If it didn't kill you, it's making you stronger. There was a man named Lazarus who was dead for four days in the grave. Mary and Martha said to Jesus, it's too late. There's no way he's going to come out of this situation alive. But Jesus said, show me where you laid him. Jesus didn't pay any attention to them. Can I tell you something? When God has called you to do something, you can't keep listening to all these different opinions. Every time I get ready to send something to Haiti or, or New Orleans or somewhere, somebody always say, do you have anybody to send it to? If you ain't got nowhere to send it to, they want to meet, 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 meet. No, all I got to do is walk by faith and God will send me somebody to receive what it is God has told me to do. The problem is you trying to walk by sight and not by faith. Let me let me get out of here. See, 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 it's something about when people walk away from you. It builds your faith. All these jokers that want to help me now didn't want to help me 10 years ago because I was from the outside and nobody wanted to team up with me with anything. Come on, can I talk to you for a minute? But you get to the point where when your friends walk away from you, you'll understand that there's no way you could have made it without God. It's a blessing when people walk away from you. God is just reducing you down to your least common denominator so he can multiply you. Oh, you know what? She thinks she all in the bag of chips. I know she's 3-6 right now, but let me reduce her down to one half. And now if I can take this away and that away, take some of this pride, take some of this attitude, I'm about to take her to the next level in God. Jesus said, show me where you laid him. They said, Jesus, by now he stinks. The Lord said, ignored that and said, roll away the stone. 
I'm so glad that even though they doubted him, they still did what he said. Y'all don't hear me? Sometimes you can doubt God, but you can just do what he said, even in doubt. Remember, he told Peter, cast a net on the other side. And Peter said, I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. But if you say so, Lord, I'm going to go on and throw it over here. So it doesn't matter that you doubt sometimes. The thing is, are you going to obey what it is God told you to do? Because when you obey him, he'll give you a good measure blessing. Oh, boy. He's rolled away the stone. And the Lord went to the edge of the grave and said, Lazarus, come forth. And what I like about Jesus is Jesus screamed and made sure he heard him. But I didn't know why Jesus screamed until I went to Israel. When the pandemic over, we're going to take a trip, if, if you got enough money, to Israel. Because we can't pay for you to go there. Save your money up. 2022, 2023, we got to go to Israel so you can learn about the Bible. Uh, see, see, and, 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 and Lazarus was rich, so his tomb was deep. His tomb was like 60, uh, about 60 feet deep. Because we walked all the way down the steps. And then when you get down to the bottom, you can crawl under to, to, to go and where his grave is. But, but I, I wasn't that dedicated. I, I, okay, that's, he down there. I was pretty shocked I even walked down this far in the grave. But he had his hands and his feet bound. And when he called Lazarus, see, see, if he got his hands and his feet bound, and you ain't got your hands or your feet bound, yet you can't jump up and praise God in church. But Lazarus, when God called him, he was bound with his feet and his hands, which means Lazarus hot up. Come on, somebody. 60 feet of steps to make sure he got to where God was calling him. I need you to learn how to get up out of your seat and give a holy praise to God. And even though you bound, even though your credit messed up, even though you got a bad doctor's report, even though they say you got cancer, and you can just scream and praise God. Sunday, the Learn how to praise. Learn how to praise him. Learn how to praise him. See, see, I had to talk to you. It's funny how the seed don't even have a brain. But the seed sometimes is smarter than us. The seed, even though it's buried in darkness and dirt, in the darkness, it'll still grow roots. Even though there's no hope of seeing the light, but even as it gets the roots together, it'll look to the hills from which come his help, and the stem will praise God, even in the dirt, even under the pressure of rocks, sometimes even cement, it'll curve and make sure it find a crack to get his hands up to God. I know you're going through something. Can I talk to the people that know how to cook with a pressure cooker? You don't unhook the pressure cooker when it get too hot or you'll burn your skin right off. But if you really know you will know that's a valve at the top of the pressure cooker. And you will pull it up to release the pressure. 
And as the pressure release, then it's safe to open up what you cooking. Can I talk to you right now? I know Satan put you in a pot and he cooking you up. But if you can just open up the valve of the pressure cooker, what valve am I talking about? I'm talking about holding up holy hands and say, God, I can't handle it. I need you to step in. I give up. You got to learn how to praise him in your dire situation. Praise him. Even when it doesn't seem like you're going to make it. If the seed can praise him in dirt, why can't you? Never give up. You got to keep your posture praise. You got to be like David. Remember they wanted to kill David. They wanted to put in the devil and David said, bring the ephod to me. I ain't going to trust my preacher to pray for me today. Maxwell, I, he got too many members. I can't trust him to pray for me today. I got to encourage myself. I got to encourage myself in the Lord. Woo! If I delight myself in the Lord, he will give me the desires of my heart. I'm ready to fight my way through my depression. I'm ready to praise myself out of this hell. I'm ready to worship my way out of this isolation. Oh, come on, somebody. If you don't want or need God for anything, then maybe you don't need to praise him. But if you need him in the morning, if you need him in the noon, if you need him at night, if you need him for that new job, then you better take your position to pray. You know what I like about God? God is a great salesman. He don't cheat you. He said, I give you a garment of praise for your heaviness. He'll take. You got to learn how to lay your burdens down. Some of y'all come to the altar and lay them down. As soon as you go, let me go get this from the altar. This, this is my identity. God and already broke out. Uh, let me go back and get this. Uh, he said, I'll give you a garment of praise for your heaviness. So if you just praise me, I cause all this mess to fall off. See, see, the little baby reminded me. I, I don't remember. I think uh, I don't remember when the, when the doctor hit me, but I know he did. I've been looking for him ever since. I ain't even do nothing. And he hit me. What is Dr. Ad? I see his name on a birth certificate. I ain't found him yet. <laughs> exactly, right? See, he remember. He remember. He hits you on your backside. Why? Because he wants you to cry and shout to get all that stuff out of your lungs so you can breathe right. See, you've got to read your Bible first and natural, then the spiritual. So if I got to scream and shout to get the impediments out of my life in the natural so I can breathe and talk, then I need to learn how to shout in the midst of my terrible situation. I know you got a bad report, but shout See, y'all don't hear me. I don't.
don't know how many people out there want to be millionaire, but if you broke right now, you need to shout. I don't know how many people out there sick and need a healing, but if you could just shout. So you can get the impediments of your faith out so you can breathe and live your life to the fullest. I'm going to scare some people. I'm, I'm screaming too much. I'm just excited. <laughs> See, when a soldier is holding his position, what the enemy doesn't understand is that the soldier is under pressure but not unprepared. Uh-huh. No matter what happens, he can handle it. In battle, I may not look like I'm prepared to lose my job, but I am prepared. So you got to get to the point where you ain't worried about losing your job. You know why? Because man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Father. So if you ask me to do something unethical, I'm not worried about a position. I'm not worried about a paycheck. I'm ready to lose my job. I'm prepared to lose my house. I'm prepared to lose my friends. I'm prepared for you to talk about me. I've been built for the struggle, and I'm growing stronger every day. In the midst of the intense pressure you are under, God says, I've allowed this pressure to come because I'm preparing to build you up so that the tribulations that would have broken you last year in 2020 won't phase you in 2021. Because you've been built to withstand the pressure. You are built kingdom tough. You know, this, this pressure... You can go ahead and stay right here. I'm almost through, man. You can sit down. You got to go all the way over there. This pressure is not designed to break you. It's designed to make you. Because I don't want you to miss this. I don't want you to miss it. You might be going through something. This pressure is designed to make you, not break you. See, you thought the devil. Oh, y'all don't hear me. See, the devil wanted Joseph in jail. Because he wanted to mess up Joseph's blessing. But what we don't realize is God wanted Joseph in jail too. See, the devil wanted Joseph in jail because he wanted to destroy his destiny. God wanted Joseph in jail so he could not only dream dreams, he wanted him to learn how to interpret dreams. And sometimes God got to make you lay down in green pastures. Now you missed it. See, you missed it. You don't know how many times you done prayed for God to isolate you because you keep reading a song and not understand. He'll make you lay down in green pastures. Green pastures are only green because no one has been there before. You show me a pasture where cows are, and I show you some brown spots, some missing grass because they're eating on it. God is going to take you somewhere nobody has ever taken a, a bite before. Oh, you better get ready, Captain Kirk, because at the end of the day, Dr. Spock, we are about to go where no man or woman has ever gone before. Eyes have not seen and ears have not heard what God has prepared for you. Can I tell you why God takes the wall by faith and not by sight? Because when you start seeing what God is bringing you, it'll overwhelm you. It'll, it'll overwhelm you and make you think. It'll make you think that you can't handle it. But you really can't. But the God in you can. Oh, y'all don't hear me. 
See, God is the ground wire that allows you to be able to do so many different things. You have the ability to do something far beyond what it is. Hey, on the, on the, uh, the baptism day, I need to meet with the ministers at 6. They need to be there at 6. I need to meet with the, the ministers at 6. It's some gifts in you that you have not tapped into because you have not let God ground you. You keep getting mad and fussing every time you go through something. But God is using that to contour and make you a mighty man or woman of valor. Y'all don't hear me. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to sit down. Michael Jordan said that the reason why he's so great is because of all the hell the Detroit Pistons sent him through. If y'all used to watch basketball, you know, now if I look at you wrong, flagrant one and two, like I'm in a courtroom. Nah, back then they would bow you out the air and still be there. <laughs> Fighting and you still in the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yanking people out the air and just slamming them on the ground. Just a regular foul. No tech. What? But he said that what made him so strong. That's why he was able to endure and get them six championships. That's why he was able to play with the flu. He had been going through so much. Can I tell you something? God is allowing you to go through something right now. You know why? Because he wants you to be able to handle what it is he's giving you. See, you are not the little cord that has the little two prongs in it that don't have that much energy going through it. You that cord, you that conduit that needs that third prong to ground it because there's so much power going through you. And the reason why you go through trials and tribulations is because Satan understands you're important. You get mad because your neighbor is not going through what you're going through, but God is allowing you to go through it because Satan is touching you. But the one thing about God is he never let you handle, let you go through more than you can bear. If you're going through it, God has allowed it to come through and he knows you're strong enough to handle it. Think of all the power an 18-wheeler has. Its battery is bigger than your motorcycle battery. Okay, how bad you think you are, don't you get on your motorcycle and go head on with an 18-wheeler. And that's what the enemy about to find out with you. God is about to show you that you an 18-wheeler. God about to show you that you a jumbo jet. And anything or anybody that get in the way, you ain't got to fight them. The anointing going to knock them out the way. You ain't got to fight anybody. You don't have to fuss with anybody. You don't have to sit up there and get in a cursing bounce with anybody. You don't have to sit up there and protect your name. You know what I like about Joseph? And I'm going to sit down. I said that uh, before then. What I like about Joseph is when he got falsely accused by part of his wife, he didn't go back and try to clear his name. He just kept doing what he was supposed to be doing and, and got blessed. See, some of y'all always want to go back. Man, ain't need, who cares? Can I tell you a secret? Some folk already know the truth anyway. They already know you didn't do it. They just want to get on your nerves. Stop worrying about clearing your name. Let the anointing handle your enemies. 
The anointing breaks burdens and yokes. And you know what's a burden and yoke? Your enemy. Let the anointing knock them off their horse. Stop dealing with them with your mouth and your manipulation. Let God handle your battles. He's making you right now. Let this battle, let this pressure bring out of you what God wants to bring out of you. If he crush coal long enough, it'll become a diamond. If you press olives long enough, you will get oil. If you press grapes long enough, you will get wine. Why are you getting mad about the pressure? Don't abort the pressure prematurely. Don't abort the baby that God is birthing out of you. I'm not talking about, don't abort that one either. But I'm talking about your blessing, your spiritual blessing. You're going through labor pains and it's hurting because it's birthing. And when you're going through the birth, you learn how to be still and know that he's God. The contractions are coming. You ain't got to do a thing because God is going to get it out of you. If you just keep looking toward the hills of which cometh your help, he'll make it happen. He who began a good work and you shall finish it. You don't have to worry about finishing it. Just take care of the in-between time. Let the pressure make you, not break you. You better learn from the seed. Learn from the seed. Learn from the seed. Even in darkness, the seed reaches up to the S-U-N. If they got enough sense to reach out to the S-U-N, you better learn how to reach up to the S-O-N. He has you. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. In the name of Jesus. Amen.